Welcome to the Language Hacking Podcast from Fluent in Three Months. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Benny Lewis, and today I want to talk about different styles of language exchange events. I've covered language exchange events in the past on this podcast, but I've had the chance to mix things up a bit in my own ability to attend events around the world. And I've noticed so far two major styles, and I think it's worth mentioning the differences. So while I was in the likes of Brazil, I would go to events that I'm going to say for the sake of this podcast are stand-up events. These are a lot more like in a bar style or maybe, you know, a nightclub before the music gets too loud and you are kind of more actively deciding who you're going to talk to and who you're going to walk up to and approach. And what has helped a lot when I go to that style of event is that they tend to give you stickers that you can see the language the other person speaks. So at least you have a reason to approach people. It's not as intimidating as it sounds because you can see the flag that you want to practice and you can approach that person and start talking to them uh, about how they learn that language or if they're from that country. Now, while I've been here in South Korea, I've gone to a very different style of language exchange event. These are what I'll call sit-down events and they are more likely to be in a place like a cafe or still a bar but definitely not a bar that would turn into a nightclub and I would say they're less noisy so that's one advantage is that there's a better opportunity to get deeper into the conversations but instead of getting flags and deciding more autonomously who you're going to practice with you are assigned tables and those tables rotate So effectively for 30 minutes to an hour, you're sitting with the same group of people, usually four or five different people, and you talk with them and then someone rings a bell and you move to the next table and you talk with the next group of people. So um, that has its own advantages that it takes the pressure off you, especially if you're if you feel intimidated by having to approach strangers and you feel a little shy, it's good to have that aspect removed because you're already assigned the people that you're going to talk to. And you have enough time to get to know each person at the table potentially, whereas you all introduce yourselves. And I like this style. The disadvantage of them is because it's a group, it's very easy for one or two people to potentially take over and do all of the talking Whereas uh, somebody who might not be as confident in their language skills may end up being a bit more silent. So there are definitely advantages and disadvantages of each style. And the one that happens to be available to me at the moment in South Korea is that sit down style. And if I'm being totally honest, I've not found these as effective for Uh, the true language exchange purpose that I'm going for. So I've turned it into something different uh, because at these Korean events, I would tend to find a lot of Koreans who are there to practice English. And because there are multiple Koreans at the table and they're highly motivated, the conversation would end up being much more in English than it's going to be in Korean. So rather than avoid these events entirely, I've got another way I get use out of them, and that's to make contacts because I'm traveling at the moment and I don't necessarily know anybody in the places I go to. So I'd go to these events 
And in the short term, I'm not getting any language benefit because I'm just speaking English to the people who want to practice English at these tables. But as I talk to someone, I would say to them, okay, well, you clearly want to get more English practice. So how about we do a one-on-one exchange? And I had these events be a great source of making new contacts who I would then see in a one-to-one situation in a cafe later. So I'll exchange in Korea, it's Kakao Talk or WhatsApp in other countries um, or just someone's phone number to text them. And I would then reach out to them to talk to them later. And I've made a lot of really good contacts that I've then practiced the language with one-on-one. Now, of course, you could obviously do this in the other standing language events as well. Uh, You can make friends in all of these events. But I've just found because group of people maybe leans in a particular direction that may not necessarily be the style you're going for, then uh, you can get other advantages. So maybe your city has one or the other style of these language exchange events, and maybe you've found you're not getting the best potential you could get out of them. Well, I would suggest that maybe you can still use these as a chance to meet new people and get their contact details and suggest that you meet up separately so that you can practice the language and do a fair exchange. And in that case, for me, I've had loads of great Korean practice with people one-on-one and I've met those people at the language exchange events. So I've turned wasn't necessarily an advantageous meetup for my language skills into a way that I can then later on practice the languages. So I don't know if you guys would find that interesting. I just thought it was worthy to mention that the language exchange events are obviously very different in different sides of the world, but you can still find ways to make them work for you. So I hope you've enjoyed that. And of course, if you want to have a bit less pressure and find online language events, we do that as a part of the bootcamp. So do make sure to check out languagehacking.com slash BC and you can join our coaching program and we will get you speaking your language. And we have very regular meetups online through Zoom where people get to practice just the one language. So you don't even have to convince people to do an exchange with you. You're just practicing the right language. So do check that out, languagehacking.com slash BC. And otherwise, I will see you guys in the next one. And until then, happy language learning. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you found this episode valuable and want to help us out, please leave us a review at languagehacking.com forward slash review. The Language Hacking Podcast is presented by Benny Lewis, Shannon Kennedy, and Elizabeth Bruckner, and produced by Alice Semino, with special thanks to the Fluent in Three Months team. The theme music was written and performed by Shannon Kennedy. Find the show notes at languagehacking.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening and happy language learning.